Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Nice win. Just a real nice road victory there. Uh, started out a little slow, uh, but if you didn't know this team and you, you didn't, you know, have the connection to them that you do, you would just say that's that's road hockey. You survive the first 10 minutes and you go from there. And that's, that's, that's pretty much what the Flyers did. Uh, score first for the fourth time in four games. Hell, man, that's a whew, that's a hell of an accomplishment for this crew, huh? Uh, I I just liked what I saw of this team tonight. Good effort. Uh, a couple of things that still still bother me: the penalty kill. While they came up in certain spots, allowed yet another uh, allowed yet another power play goal. Uh, the coach decided that you know All Bay Q Bell needed to only play four thirteen, and that's with uh, I think he had a pretty pretty long shift there at the uh, at the end when the game was already in hand we'll open the toi for the flyers so i have that handy but uh, other than that man I, I i dug what i saw out there if you read the description of this though i want blood on thursday playing a home and home ca- uh, cowboys coyotes are coming in i want uh that uh Kanaughton dude taken out uh, there's there's some liberties taken in that game lawson kraus at the end on all by q bell uh I'm getting ready for a good game here, and if, if my boy Tyrell's ever going to draw into a lineup, this is it. Uh, I, I was pleased with what I saw overall tonight. I think they went back a little bit too much to the. Uh, I think they went back a little bit too much to the you know outside inside, um, or just uh, the you know inside outside really uh, offensive strategy, the low to high. I thought they took a few too many perimeter shots. I got to look at the shot count here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 37-34. So they gave up too many. But I will say, I think they did a good job of keeping the Coyotes to the outside as well. Uh, 34 shots is a decent total. But I got Couturier 5, Weiss 3, Giroux 4. But yeah, Gostas Bear 6 shots. Proverov 5 shots. Gudis 5 shots. That's, what, 11 16 of your, you know, 34. That's that's too many coming from, coming from blue liners. And I realize uh, Ghost gets the power play opportunities and things like that. But you just need to generate more offense from down low. But tonight they got some rush goals. They got the lucky goal on the puck that came right to Couturier with uh, with Coyotes goalie out. So hey man, I'll take it. Two points is two points. Three zero and one on the road trip. Good good stuff. Woo! Yeah, let's just get to you guys, because I want to know what you have to say. I I, I want to just hear from you guys. Let's see. Uh, another good old George W. Yeah, we can call it that. Woo! Hey, Bill, what's up, David? Uh, bad first, but nice way to finish. And I, I don't think the whole first was that bad. I do think they came out a little slow, but like I said, um, sometimes that's just road hockey. Uh, you come out and survive the first 10 and go from there. Um but this team, of course, has the history. That said, they get the first goal tonight, so not too bad. Uh, hey, that was a game. It certainly was. Who was that goalie? Was that the ghost of Pelly Lindbergh? How about Cal Pickard tonight? Uh, 
you know, what did he make? Like 30, 35 saves, and he came up huge, especially uh, on on the PK and early on in the game when, when the Coyotes were putting on some pressure. He came up really big. I thought they got it together defensively and uh, held the Coyotes to the outside a lot as the game went on. But, um, yeah, great, great, uh, great effort from Pickard, and they needed it. They just called up Alex Lyon uh, today. Elliott's out. Neuvert's out. Big surprise with both. Can't believe it. Um, this is my shocked face. But, yeah, big effort out of Pickard today. He's seen, he might be rounding into form a little. I'm not going to make, you know, sweeping generalizations after one game. You know, after two or three games last year, I wanted to give Peter Morozik a three-year deal. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hold off. But so far, you know, Cal Pickard has improved. Wow, tonight we weren't a dumpster fire for once. I mean, they haven't really been a dumpster fire on this road trip. Good is strong like bull. That takedown at the end. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch till the end or you're watching the scrum, but um, Gudis did. Gudis did not have like good positioning in a in a scrum with Connaughton, and he just pure strength wrestled him to the ice. That was some good shit right there. Uh, I forgot what emotional hockey was like. That was fun. Absolutely. I uh, love Folan coming in there. Yeah, me too, man. Folan, Folan's a physical guy. He's a little bigger. I, I like his presence out there. He's not the best, as uh, I don't love him paired with Gostas Bear, but in situations like this one, I'm glad he was out there at the end. Uh, yeah, just uh, some good stuff from Folan. Going to have to disagree with the advanced stats tonight. Thought the second line in particular, Patrick, played great. That line is really blossoming. I mean, you know, there's no disagreeing with advanced stats. They state a fact. Stats are facts. What happened on them happened, but then you use them as a baseline to judge to see what happened afterwards. Uh, glad to see they came out and continued their uh, continued their point streak. Nolan Patrick has been really good, man. Nolan Patrick has been really good. Oscar Lindblom continues to be another strong two-way player. Jake, uh, Jake was, you know, up and down Jake, as he can be sometimes. I love Jake. Big fan of Jake Voracek, but there's no denying he can get a little turnover happy sometimes, and he doesn't always look his best. That said, I love that line. Want to keep them together no matter what happens. Uh, that's the line I'm trying to, like, not let go. That's the line I'm trying to not let go of. Um, you know, it looked like when Limblom comes off and has to go to the training room, like, oh, okay, let's see what happens here. But he came back, and it looks like all is well. Second game in a row that he had to go to the trainer. But, hey, man, he's putting his body on the line, blocking shots out there. It's what's going to happen. Uh, seven out of eight points on the table. Take that all day. Yeah, man, good good road trip. Good, solid road trip just there. Um, Put the face puncher in. I mean, he hasn't fought in the NHL yet. I just want somebody who's not afraid to do it if the Coyotes, uh, you know, decide to take some runs, decide to do what they did tonight. You know, a cross-check in the back, boarding uh, Konechny is is something that can't go unanswered. And if the refs are just going to let it go, you have to let the refs know, all right, we gave you your chance. Now we're taking ours. Arizona won five straight coming into this game also. Yeah, I mean, you you beat Arizona and everyone automatically goes, I mean, it's freaking Arizona. But Arizona isn't the kind – they are not the Coyotes of uh, of the last few years. I thought they played pretty well to, in the second half of last year after their disastrous first half. Um, and I think they've – 
I think they've kind of got something going down on over there. Uh, they weren't getting the results early on in the season, but they definitely um, – I think they're definitely playing well. And then, of course, like you just said, they rattled off the five straight wins, and that's that's big, man. Uh, Coyotes aren't a bad team. They're not nearly as bad as uh, as the as – the, um, you know, casual fan would think just based on them being the Arizona Coyotes. That's how I'll put it. Patrick was amazing tonight. I continue to agree, man. I love Nolan Patrick. He's really, really turned it on, especially on this trip. Uh, There's certain things I expected out of that dude. Good, solid two-way play, nose for the net, ability to distribute, and he has all those. Um the last couple nights, he's shown an ability to get behind the defense. And that's not something I thought he had. But, you know, the, the skating thing, he's not the fastest guy. But he's a pretty big dude, and he can take powerful strides and use body positioning to get behind defenders. And he's done that well the last couple nights. Resulted in the, uh, in the goal right away, right off the bat, was that last game that he had the goal uh, against San Jose in the first, I think that was last game, right? And then he, he did it again tonight. Uh, didn't come up with the goal, but another great play just to just to get in position and create a scoring opportunity for himself. Does JVR come back on the third line with the second line clicking so well? I mean, if you remember, that was the idea to uh, that was the idea to start the um, to start the season was distribute the talent a little. And if you look at JVR's numbers. Last season, he scored, you know, 36, 37 goals, whatever it was. I think it was 36. And uh, you, you look at his time on ice, and it was, you know, 14 minutes or so, I think. So I think the idea is to use him uh, use him in situations where he can, he can score the puck and depend on other guys to do the other stuff. Bill, sure nice to see an AK developing here with his, what, three minutes of ice time. Makes zero sense. What did it end up being tonight? I know I said it just a minute ago, but yeah, 413 tonight. I just, and here's my issue with that. First of all, is there no one else in the organization? Like, okay, we a couple of guys get hurt, and then there's nobody in the organization that the coach trusts to play 10 minutes. Because if you trusted someone more than Albay Cubell, put him in the lineup, you know? Like... If the next guy in line you trust to play less than five minutes, what that means we have no organizational depth. I, I, I don't understand I don't understand the coaching decision, nor do I understand the just the pure they give you 18 skaters. You dress 12 forwards. If the other team is playing all 12 of their forwards and rolling all 18 guys, and you're not, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. You have less guys effectively than they do because you've decided it that way. And then when something happens, like, I don't know, Travis Konechny takes a cross-check in the back and Oscar Lindblom blocks a shot, you're now down three guys. Because the two, because everyone's been making up. It's not like, oh, well, it's just the four. Everyone's, someone's been making up for that ice time that Albay Cubell isn't getting. All right? And then you lose two more guys. So now you have to tax the players who are already playing more than, you know, the other team's guys. You have to play them even more. It just makes no freaking sense to me. I don't get it. It's putting the team at a disadvantage, and I hate that I get so fired up about it on a night that the Flyers played overall pretty well and won. I hate that I have to complain about the coach, but it is in my contract with SB Nation. I must complain about the coach every single uh, postgame, regardless of win or loss, until he's fired. And that's just another example tonight. Like, what in the F? 
After that hit on TK, I want Simmons to approach Thursday's game with the attitude, if you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I got to take a stand. I can't let it slide. Yeah, I, I want somebody to step up, dude. Uh, I, I thought after they went up 4-1, I, you know. But it, that's just not the game anymore. <sighs> it kills me, I know. Hey, Bill, who plays goalie at home on Thursday? I mean, with two days off, I got to believe it's Pickard. Um, but we'll see, you know. Uh, I... I he played great tonight. I guess you gave him give him another chance against the the team he just played well against. I they are I I don't know. I, I assume Pickard because he won tonight. I'm behind the times here in Denver. What's up with the Elliott injury? Uh, he had like a collision with Konechny on uh in yesterday's practice or something. I think I heard or. This morning's morning skate. I I don't. I think it was yesterday's practice. He and Connect Me collided, and he got hurt. Let's see if we can play at home. And that's a thing. There was a lot of talk about you know let's uh, let's uh, that this trip came at the right time. They needed to get away from the quote unquote distractions. They needed to get away from the fans. They needed to get away from whatever they needed to get away from, and uh, go out and settle their game down. And they certainly accomplished that. But now let's see when they're back home, because as much as they may not like it, they have to play at least half their games here. So, uh, you know, they, they have to be able to put all that shit out of their minds. If the crowd boos because of a bad first period, they need to not let that bother them and come out and play the second and third period strong. But we'll see, man. It's going to be a good test to come back home. They have, like... Um, I think seven of their nine remaining games this month at home, so it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a, a good test for them to see if they've really turned it around or if this was just you know let's uh, a nice little fun road trip for them. Patrick looks like the game is slowing down. It's definitely one of those. It's yes, it's definitely he seems to be um, confident in his ability to carry the puck, confident in his ability to make plays. He just looks like a very confident hockey player out there, and it's it's great to see. They needed more from him, uh, and he's giving it to them. Uh, still don't know why he's not on the penalty kill, but uh, it's a discussion for a different day. If the team could ever kill a penalty, they might contend someday. <sighs> I know, man. I know. Weiss has been surprising to me. He's definitely been, he's definitely been, a, this is easily the best hockey he's played as a flyer. Even the coach has said so. Uh, he's, he's looking fine. He took a shift out there. Um, he took a shift out there with, with Lawton and Laterra and I believe, ha I can't remember who the defense was. I want to say Haig and Sanheim were out there at the same time. And uh, they just couldn't break the puck out. There just wasn't enough skill out there. And I think Lawton eventually took a penalty. And that's what you see with a line like that, you know. And I I, I know that uh, Weiss has been on the third line. It was just this one shift. Uh, but when you – these guys have been fine. The Laterra, you know, you can't complain too much about what they've been doing. But when you get that number of guys out there who kind of bottom of the roster guys and they get pinned down like that, you, you see their limitations. There's going to be a goal. There's going to be a penalty. Uh, just not enough. Even if you win a puck race, even if you win a puck battle, you know, you don't have enough guys out there who can actually do something with it after that. And that's kind of that's kind of where we are with them. I wish we called up Stolars instead of Lion. Lion's looking good in the AHL, man. 
Limblom interview where he's saying uh, where he was saying he's not satisfied and thinks he can do more was good. Uh, starting to mature some, I think. Yeah, absolutely. He's got like six points in his four games. Got that. Uh, came back tonight, and it's an empty netter. But um, you know, tough just to come back. Uh, gets gets the point. Um, where did Patrick have? Patrick just gets the assist on the empty netter. Uh, Couturier the goal and the assist. Drew three points, Ghost two. So yeah, good, uh, good all around play tonight. But man, I love that second line. I love that second line. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with Weiss lately? Did someone kill the one we signed and replace him with a younger Weiss in his days with the Canadians? Uh, yeah, man, this is the Weiss we were kind of promised. I set that good screen tonight. He's he's doing uh he's doing some things. Yeah, keep an eye on Kraus. I loved him in Tucson, but he's a complete hothead. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he loses control easy. Yeah, he got taken down at the end of the game there and uh, took a run at all by Q Bell, but, you know, I don't care because Konechny got boarded and nothing happened. So as far as I'm concerned, when you cross-check somebody in the back and uh, when you cross-check somebody in the back into the boards, guess what? You put your whole team at risk. If someone takes a run at one of your players, it's because of you. It's your fault. Arizona has been playing great hockey lately. They have. They're finally putting it together down there. Tied for second in division. Who would have thunk a week ago? I got to – what's the uh, – I got to believe that has to do with games played, right? But I, I can't I can't discount the fact that they've looked pretty damn good on this road trip. Um, you know, uh, the other – what was it, Saturday? What's today? Jesus. Was it the Saturday? They looked a little loosey-goosey out there on Saturday. They got the point. They probably didn't earn it, or they probably didn't deserve it. But, hey, man, a point's a point. Uh, yeah. Let's – where are we at here? Yeah, 15 points in 15 games. Yeah, the uh, the Washington and Pittsburgh both have 15 and 13. And, of course, as everyone predicted, the New York Islanders, 18 points in 14 games, lead the Metropolitan Division. Standings are upside down right now, but I expect them to normalize. Uh, I can't – I mean, it's a little early to be looking at the standings, but uh, points you – know, the points. I love when you said a few weeks ago on BSH, relax, this team will be fine, coaching is still – I don't remember saying that. I remember saying, like, I think they'll normalize. You know, I think they'll be better, but they need to take a step forward. But – Right. Did I say relax? That doesn't sound like me. Maybe it was somebody else. This team will be fine. Coaching is still an issue with the team as the talent to do some damage. I'd rather have these struggles we had early in the season than down the stretch. Absolutely, I agree with that. It's just like, um, man, if they could just get – if they could just play some some relatively watchable hockey in the first three weeks of the season, maybe they could challenge for a division title, but that's – is it time to consider moving Patrick to 1C? I don't know why you would. That line's clicking, and this, the first line's starting to really come around the last couple games. So uh, I, I don't see why it would, why you would mess with something that's working. Uh, Limblom and Patrick chemistry is off the chart, starting to be an untouchable pairing. Yeah, a few years ago, I remember seeing that the Flyers uh, had this uh, idea that they built their – they built their um, offense around the idea of pairings. And then the third guy was kind of the interchangeable guy. And at the time it was, they wanted Shannon Limblom or Shannon Limblom. They wanted Shannon at center and Simmons at, at wing. And they liked, uh, you know, 
Giroux at center and Voracek at wing, and then they went from there. It was, okay, now where do the rest of the pieces fit together? And now it seems to be like Couturier and Giroux are a pairing, and uh, Patrick and Lindblom, some, Patrick, uh, Patrick and Voracek, good too. It seemed like that was something they wanted to keep together to start the season, but the chemistry between Patrick and Lindblom just seems to grow every game, and I, I really don't want to see that line split up at all, but those two in particular. I wonder if the Flyers players talk about Lappy the way the Suns players talk about Martin Raymond. I guarantee you they do, man, or at least something to that effect. Um, that, 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 that was an unfortunate situation. I mean, hey, I, as a member of the media and also somebody who just likes to shit on the Senators, that video is hilarious. But I guarantee you if you got the Flyers off the record and – you know, they, you got them talking about certain aspects of the team, the organization, whatever. Same with any – I don't think the Flyers or the Senators are, are unique in that regard. If, if a team isn't performing up to, up to what they believe their own standards to be, guys aren't going to be happy, and that's just what you see there. Uh, but the Senators are so Good win, but long-term, PK will kill us. The contrast of the best PK team and us uh, couldn't have been more stark than we saw tonight. Coyotes with constant pressure. Yeah, all that stuff is true, man. And they have, like, seven shorties this season, I think, the Coyotes do. Like, this is the first time in five games they haven't scored a shorthanded goal, I believe. Um, Hey, Michael Grabner's my guy. Uh, He's my – he's like my – one of those, wow, I wish instead of Dale Weiss, if we had signed Michael Grabner, I would be a happy, happy man. And uh, he was a free agent again this year, and they didn't they didn't go after him. Um, yeah, I don't uh, – there was the Hexel quote I saw today. I don't know when he, when he actually said it, but I saw the quote today when they asked about the penalty kill, and he just – they said, is there any one thing that's bothering you about the penalty kill? And he said, the puck in the back of the net pisses me right off. And it's like, all right, man, but the penalty kill was absolute freaking trash last year, and you did exactly nothing to improve it this year. Um, the goalies got older, and that's it. That's the only thing that happened. Like, you did nothing to improve the penalty kill whatsoever. Is Picard uh, – is Pickard our start starter for the season? I mean, I doubt it. Uh, he's He's – he was put on waivers by Toronto for a reason. I mean, he played well tonight, but I do not believe it's probably all that sustainable. Um, played well. Ride it out. Ride the hot hand as long as you freaking can because his team simply doesn't have a number one goalie. So put whoever in there as you think might have a chance on that given night. But I don't think there is any one guy who's um, – yeah. Play picky till he breaks like Elliot and Neuvert. Yeah, exactly, Tom. That's pretty much what they have to do. Because and then by the time that happens, maybe one of those two will be back. Uh, I know they gave up another power play goal, but the last two kills, the forwards, especially Coots, were more aggressive, challenging the point on the uh, challenging the point D on the shots. Yeah, um, I liked when they had Giroux out there for more than just the face off as well. I thought Giroux brought an element of uh, of pressure at the top as well. Uh, we saw a quick the Kigs game their coach the hook the other than killing Perrant, what will take the fire hack. I mean, dude, they just went 3-0-1 on a road trip. They, he survived a 10-game losing streak last year. He survived the start to this season. 
they're not firing the coach in, in, in midseason. It's just not happening. Like I talked on the last post game, Hextall wanted to bring this organization some stability. That was his thing. That's what he believed in. That's what he, that was his number one goal when, um, when he came in. He wanted to fix the farm system. He wanted to get out of salary cap hell, and he wanted to stop the coaching carousel and the instability that resulted from it. Is it an overcorrection to stick with Hackstall this long? I believe so. However, I don't disagree that this organization was in desperate need of some stability. And if the players get what they're supposed to be doing together, then I, you know I believe all coaches are bad. I also believe Hackstall isn't the guy to lead this team to a cup. I think that'll show eventually and they'll move on. But I'm just more concerned with the players on the ice showing me that they can perform at a high level at this point because Hackstall is what he is. I'm going to complain about his usage. I'm going to continue to do all that stuff because it bears pointing out. Because on a night like tonight, when two guys get hurt and you have a third guy who played less than five minutes and like two of those, let's look at it. Let's look at it now that it's come up. Uh, time on ice report. Uh, all the AQ bells like at the bottom, right? Yeah, here he is. Um, Yeah, he got he got no all the Q Bell got no shifts in the second period. He got no shifts in the second period. He played a 33 second shift in the on his first, a minute two on his second, and 30. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. It's period one, uh yeah, two oh one or period one he played total of two ten. Period three, he played a total of two oh three. Uh one of those shifts you know, came in the final minute. Uh, he got on the ice with a minute 11 left. So after the game was over, uh, he got his he got his third, third period shift. Uh, he Yeah, he got on the ice with 17-17 left, uh, 12-45 left, and then didn't see the ice again until 1-11 left. And that's with two guys who were out hurt. Like, it's just, that's hurting the team. I know they won tonight, so it can be overlooked. But overall, that's just not good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they can come home and perform for us like they did tonight. It's like they are the opposite of the Sixers who can only win at home. Yeah, and they have to they have to get it going at home, you know. And I think that starts with uh, there's so many elements to this team. Like when that power play is going, uh, and they scored tonight on the power play. Hopefully, that's a start of something. Um, they just need to get that building rocking, man, and I think they have a good opportunity to do so. Uh, there's going to be some bad blood against the against the Coyotes on Thursday with some of the stuff that happened in tonight's game. It, you can go out, play physical, do your thing, get that building going. Hopefully, you get another goaltending uh, another goaltending performance like you got tonight, and just build up some goodwill in front of your home fans and really turn that building into a home ice advantage again because it just hasn't been there for whatever reason. Lately, almost saw a fight at the end of the game getting closer. Hey, Bill, when JVR and Raffle come back, which two do you sit? I mean, me personally, Latero would come out. Lawton becomes your uh, Lawton becomes your fourth line center, and he's out there with Albay, Cubell, and Raffle. Uh, or Raffle and or Weiss, you know. 
but that's probably not what it's going to be. It's probably going to be uh, Laterra stays in, uh, Albe Cubell goes back to the AHL, and uh, Lawton and Raffle are, are back in the lineup. I don't. I, I like Raffle more than Weiss, obviously, but I have no problem with creating some competition down there. And who's ever, you know, whoever earns it, Weiss, Raffle, whoever, they get to play that night. That's that's absolutely fine with me. Um, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Laterra. It's going to be Lawton, and then probably, uh, you know what? Weiss might stay in over Raffle. Now, I'm, that's that's probably what's going to happen. We're going to have Lawton, Laterra, Raffle, or Lawton, Laterra, and Weiss as your fourth line. So all these people who say they have the right to boo at home, it's obviously not helpful. They get out on the road and start winning. Uh, then they need to play better at home. Like, they've also scored the first goal all four games of this trip. Like, if they did that at home, which I, have they this year scored the first goal at home? I don't believe they have. Uh, they probably wouldn't get booed. Like, they're, the people who buy tickets have the right to do whatever the hell they want as long as it's not throwing shit on the ice or you know, jumping into the penalty box to fight Ty Domi. Anything short of that, the people have the right to do what they do. It's the team's job to go and perform no matter what happens. I uh, saw some beats saying Hextall thinks another 10 to 14 days for JVR, and that'll be nothing but a boost. Hopefully it helps the uh, – hopefully it helps a power play unit. I would personally probably put him in the in the slot, in the Couturier spot on the top unit right now. Um, but they'll probably put him on that second unit, and he'll, he'll help that hopefully. So will they win at home on Thursday? Uh, yeah, everything uh, – they got some things clicking right now, and if they get a goaltending performance like the one they got tonight, I, I think that they would. But it's a test, man. This is a big test coming home after this. Oh, we needed to get away from everything road trip. It's a big test for them on Thursday and then the rest of the month where they play a majority of their games at home. Um, you know, was this just a little four-game blip where they got seven, seven out of eight points and looked like a competent hockey team, or are they actually more this team than the one we saw to start the season that looked like they were as bad as the Ottawa Senators. Good to see the Vets slash Stars uh, take a predominant role. Uh, that Simmons and Giroux goal was awesome. It certainly was, man, and that's that's what you like to see. This is a good team on the rush. They're actually scoring a little on the rush this year. Um, you know, Giroux with the great move. Simmons Simmons just showing that showing that great power forward stuff, man. Fighting through uh, fighting through the interference fighting through uh, to get that puck to Giroux. Giroux with the finish. It's what you like to see out of those guys. <laughs> the Weiss that was promised. Yeah, man. Uh, penalty kill still won't move guys off goalie screens. And listen, uh, Chris Tarion said it in intermission, and it is important to sit, like state that you're not allowed to interfere with guys anymore. Uh, you really can't hit the guy in front of the net. Could you stand closer to him? Sure, but it creates the possibility of a double screen. I do believe there is something to um, not wanting to do that. And if, then this is a big if, you keep the other four assignments, if all four of your guys keep their assignments, if there's one guy camped out in front of the net, all right, that means they have four guys on the outside potentially. If your four defenders keep those guys and hold their assignments and only allow them to wheel the puck around the outside and never, uh, you know, you, you stick with cutters and do whatever you have to do, 
then it's four-on-four hockey. You're essentially taking that guy out, and it's part of the reason I like Nolan Patrick on the top power play unit instead of Wayne Simmons. Uh, Simmons, uh, for all of his strengths, um, when teams are, are, are taking away all the other outlets on the power play, uh, Simmons doesn't create, can't pop out and be all that dynamic. He doesn't really create that great of a, uh, of a, of a bailout situation for like Drew, uh, or, uh, or Konechny down low with the puck. He can't go behind the net and then run the offense from there, uh, with an out. If he, you know, basically makes himself a hot read, um, Nolan Patrick, a little more versatile, can do those things. And that's why I like him. When, when teams are on top of Giroux and he gets in a little bit of trouble, he doesn't have to go back to uh, – he doesn't have to force a pass across the ice or into the middle or go back and risk a uh, risk it getting tipped or intercepted and going the other way for an odd man rush. He can get it down low to Patrick, who can hold it and let everything else reset. And so if a, and so I do think there's something I totally forgot what I was talking about. So I do think there's something to playing defense that way. However, on the power play goal against tonight, the concerning thing to me was nobody stepped up on the shooter. I think it was Provorov just kind of took one stride out to him, but like challenged the shot. That's what's killing me. Is okay, interference is completely illegal. You can't you you can't just Darian Hatcher people cross-checking them in the head for two minutes. I get it. That's not the game anymore. Okay, I'll accept it. You can go out and challenge the guy who has the freaking puck, who is about to shoot it at your net. Why don't you do that? That was That's what really pissed me off about the, uh, about the power play goal against tonight. Coyotes between the bench guy kept calling him Provolov. That's funny. Uh, it's never too early to look at standings. We got to take what we can get right now. Oh, absolutely. Two points is two points. You got to get them. I'm just saying when nobody's played and when half the league's played less game, it's just, you know, looking at the Ross points totals, it's a little, little misleading sometimes. This is second half team. As long as we get six to seven games over 500 by the halfway point, we will be fine. It's not about being fine, though. That's my issue. I know they're going to be fine. You know, don't make the playoffs. I get it. But I was told this year they were supposed to take a step forward, so I'm judging them on that scale. Because I've been very, like, in the grand scheme of things, I know I come on here and get fired up, and I did last year, and I'll, I'll go nuts about the littlest stuff. But in the grand scheme of, you know, let's call it the process, I've been very lenient because I, I've believed deep down in what Hextall was doing, and he can kind of he kind of confirmed it this summer when he said for the first time his number one priority is winning at the NHL level. Uh, that hadn't you know all the things I mentioned earlier: getting out of cap hell, uh, restocking the farm system, having prospects, having assets, all the things they never really were able to do before. They did, and so and that was necessary. They needed to do those things. But now we're supposed to be taking a step forward, so giving away a bunch of games to start the year, being non-competitive in a bunch of games, getting blown the F out. <sighs> All right, now we're playing catch-up the rest of the season like we've done in years past. And, yes, it makes for a very exciting final couple of weeks of the season. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm over the wild card three-seed stuff. Um Win the challenge for the division. Like, I want to be a one or two seed in the Metro, not a three or four or five. B 
being fine is great. And like I said weeks ago when I did my, my hack rant on BSH Radio, yeah, I think they'll be fine. But fine is what they were, and that's not what I want from them now. I know everyone rips Fallen, but he's been solid and plays with some edge. Good to see him step up to Kraus at the end there. Yeah, man, I, I've said all along. Look, uh, like, I, I don't want him playing with Ghost all that much because um, I just want Ghost to get more time, and I don't want Fallen to be played like a top-four defenseman. But if he's the Andrew McDonald, like, in if we had a good coach, um, if he's your, your six instead of Andrew McDonald, I'm fine with it. Cause like you said, he's a physical guy. He's a veteran, all that stuff. I have no problem with him out there as the, as you know, a third pair defenseman. Um, and he, he's been, he's been solid. He's been good enough, uh, in his games lately since that inauspicious start to say the least. Uh, but yeah, Fallen is, Fallen is fine. <clears throat> Wait, are they tied for second in the division, or did I hear wrong? They have the same number of points, but they have two more games played than the rest of the teams. But, yeah. Hot take, the point system is out of date. Just wins and losses, no no OTL or ties. Well, there are no ties anymore. Um, but it's the system that they use, so it's the system. There's no other – it's the system. So Gritty's next video is in an Uber where he attacks the Uber driver. I certainly hope so. I'm all, I'm here for all Gritty content all the time. If NAK is going to play four minutes, then bring up an enforcer or just bring up anybody. Like if he's the next best thing and we don't trust him to play ten minutes, like that's that means like this organization has no depth. It's I don't understand it a little bit. I don't get I what. What is the point? Dress seven freaking defensemen. Like, what? You're just putting the team at a disadvantage, and it showed tonight when two guys go down. It's like, well, actually, we're down three because Hack won't play this guy. So, guess what? We only have three lines of forwards. Like, that's essentially what you did tonight. If there's an injury or two, and there's just one guy who you refuse to put on the ice, then you only have three lines. It's fucking stupid. Yuri might be hooking up his boy Dale. That could be. Uh, Goldborn for NAK is pretty much a guarantee for Thursday's game. Let me see it. Let me see my boy Ty. I want Goldborn in, and I want him throwing some punches. I want him to go up to Connaughton, uh, that dude. I, I I want him to go up to him and punch him in the back of the head. Like, oh, yeah, you like hitting people from behind, huh? Well, you did this to yourself, bud. Have we seen the last of Neuvert, a.k.a. Mr. Glass? Uh, from what I heard on, on the old Twitter today, uh, it looks like he's only a few days away, but the, uh, the call-up was, um, was more about Brian Elliott, and they're figuring out what that, what that whole situation is, and they just needed a backup for tonight. So uh, take of that what you will. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how much longer they can just – have this guy on the roster and him be absolutely useless, but any thoughts on Bob's wanting out of Columbus and our need? Um, I'd be interested. Would like to know the price because it's just a rental. Um, I don't know if they trade him in division. That's 
always a thing. I'd be interested. He's not playing all that well this season, but he's a very good goalie, so you would assume he could turn it around at any point. Maybe he's just totally unhappy there. Um, they've got six goalies in the, in the NHL and AHL. Like, how many – none of them are very good right now, but I, I, actually I don't know that. Alex Lyon might be good. He's putting up good numbers in the AHL. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get some time at some point. Um, we'll see, I guess. Pickard had a good run with the Avs when he was when they were using him as a backup. He was pretty good, and then he was just he was the starter on that shit team, right? Or is that the team he was on? <clears throat> Hello, <clears throat> jeez. Hello, Bill from North Battlefield, Saskatchewan. Not Moose Jaw. Uh, nice road win. Now let's bring that success to the Wells Fargo. I feel you, Daryl. Um, does everyone know what the Moose Jaw reference is? It's uh, I don't know. Billy from Slapshot is from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Uh, it's just it's just a little during the uh, the infamous um, uh, fashion show scene. Uh, they announce him as if I'm reading this correctly, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. It's just really funny. Uh, so I always whenever I see Saskatchewan, I say Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Uh, hopefully the goalies will take turns being hot. Heck, there's enough of them to make it the whole season. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, is maybe if they have like a four or five goalie rotation, and if Alex Lyon draws into a game before Elliot or Neuvert come back, like, there's a chance they use four goalies. I feel like Ric Flair. Um, there's a chance they use four goalies before Thanksgiving. Like, that's nuts. Uh Giroux talking about being able to play like this at home on the post game. We shall see. I have no reason to believe they can't, and if they don't, it's a it's a real big problem. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, we need you to stop talking about firing Hack. It's not going to happen. Ugh. Listen, I'm not going to stop pointing out his um, his mistakes, the flaws, and that I believe in the game plan and his decision making. However, the whole, oh, man, they saved him by winning. You know what? I, at the end of it, like, I don't know about you guys, but I like it a whole lot better when they win than when they lose. Um, maybe they can win in spite of them. Right. Did I really see Ghost on the PK after they gave up the uh, gave goal to start the second? You did. That was the other thing I wanted to check. Is what he uh, what he played on the penalty kill. Fifty seven seconds on the PK. Let's see if they'll give me a more detailed breakdown here. Uh, where are you at? Fifty three. Uh, skipped him. Here he is. Okay. Damn, he played. <laughs> he had some eventful shifts. They just they mark if it, a goal or a penalty happened on a shift, and there were several. Um. It won't give me a... He played 57 seconds in the third, uh, eight shifts. It doesn't say how many he got at uh, shorthanded, just 57 seconds total. So uh, that might have just been one or two. But, yeah, I, I love him out there, man. Like I said, um, one, it's not like the penalty kill could be worse. Oh, Ghost isn't that good defensively. None of them are good defensively. The worst fucking penalty kill of all time. What's the difference? Two... He can win races, and he can make a play with the puck. 
So, like, you have a chance to clear, or even better, when he's out there. I, I, I don't, and it's not like, oh, he's going to get pushed around in front of the net. They don't defend the front of the net anyway. So put it out there. Maybe he can get to a loose puck. Maybe he can tip a pass. Maybe he can throw it up to somebody. Maybe he can lead a rush. Like, the positives outweigh the negatives at this point. And my number one point is, who, how could they be worse? How could they be any worse on the penalty kill? Leave him out there. Let's see. NAK not getting ice time late is bizarre. He got zero shifts in the second period. Zero shifts. Oh, Bill, off topic, but a hell of a story. Did you see Boyle from the Devs? Uh, I love Brian Boyle, by the way. Uh, uh, he scored a Hattie, his career first on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. That's just absolutely freaking awesome. Uh, Brian Boyle is the man, of course. We all know the Brian Boyle story, and um, he's he's cool. Uh, I, I always said forever that that dude can play on my fourth line anytime. He's a good PKer. Uh, there's a reason he's always on a good team. There's a reason good teams want Brian Boyle. I love that dude. I would I would love him on the Flyers. Um, he's he's had a good career as a as a specialist, as a, a bottom of the roster, uh, bottom of the lineup guy who brings it every night. Uh, no, nothing but the best for that dude. That's awesome. And he scored a a, a a freaking hat trick. Are you kidding me? That's so fucking cool. Carcitti just tweeted that Dave Haxtell wears gritty socks. Where can I get gritty socks? Yo, as soon as this ends, I'm about to go to the flyer store and get some gritty socks. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if my SB Nation check has come in yet. We got to wait on that, maybe. Let's go, Flyers. Let's go, Ezra Furman. Oh, what's up, Nick? Did I see you? Are you the dude I ran into at the show the other night? Oh, my God. I uh, I ate a few beverages that night. <laughs> that was It was a good time. That was an awesome show. That, uh, that Smashing Pumpkins cover was freaking incredible. Scoring the first goal is wasted energy. Yeah, can't have all that emotion, man. It's too much. Uh, hey, four, four, four first goals in a row. That's, that's something special for this team. Bill tried Kate. Uh, Bill, I tried Kate May mop water, and it was amazing. You should definitely get sponsored because they just got another consumer out of you. Preaching to the choir. Oh, damn, drop my. Drop my fidget spinner. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, listen, Kate May, if you're out there, I'm your guy. New Jersey proud. Well said on the freedom of the fan bill. Boeing is a far cry from the disrespectful Ed Snyder braces on the ice. Short of that, I'm proud of our pride and high expectations. I mean, listen. Are we... I don't know, like... Do you want to play in front of a, a, a fan base that cares less? Well, a lot of hockey players probably do, honestly. Um, hockey appears to be the uh, appears to be the sport where the players would just prefer to be left alone, <laughs> and they would just play on. They would just rather be playing on a on a sheet of ice in a in a in the woods in Canada somewhere, and would just prefer to be left alone. Uh, but like. The, the the other end of it is when you're good, it's a great atmosphere. Like I don't think anybody in Nashville complains that their fans are too rowdy because Nashville puts a good product on the ice. You know, like go out and win. 
Wolf Colas for everybody. I'm down. Um, uh, doesn't matter how good you are. You still need good goaltending without Pickard early. we probably lose this game. Yeah, I mean, if the net was empty, every team would lose. Uh, they, got, they got some goaltending tonight. They're supposed to. That's the goalie's job is to make saves. I'm tired of just making it to the playoffs. I agree. Bill, we can't step forward without a goalie. Uh, you know, you can just look better, though. That's like, you can look better. And some goalie could get hot for the playoffs. That shit happens. Like, you know, I, I've seen it with my own two eyes. I think an underrated issue this team had early was the goalies letting up some goals at the worst possible times. I don't know how underrated that was. I mean, everyone understood that the goalies were absolute freaking dog shit to start the season. Um, if Pickard can keep this up, he really needs to be the starter. And I don't think he can keep this up for, for a prolonged amount of time. Uh, that's not to say I don't think they can't ride him a little bit and get get the most out of him and hope Elliott comes back and is suitable and – you get some. I, I think they're just gonna have to have a carousel all year, basically, and hope to ride the hot hand as as much as they possibly can, because there is no one answer. It ain't gonna be Cal Pickard. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but you know, it's not Neuvert, and it's not gonna be Elliot for you know a couple weeks at a time. Elliot's suitable, but he's not gonna be a number one guy the whole season. He, he's already hurt. Um, it's a fluke thing, a collision in practice, but shit happens, and he, he's gonna continue to get hurt because. He's 33, and he, he looks like he's 50. Uh, it's, I agree that without a number one goalie, the team can only go so far. But you can do other things to just show me you're a better team. And if it's just the goaltending letting them down, um, I'm so congested tonight. If, the, uh, if it's this weather, man, I hate it. Just be hot or be cold. Uh, fucking rain and it's hot one day. It's cold. Just be the weather. Just be consistent. Ugh. Ugh. I'm sorry. I just know I'm like snorting and shit. And you're all listening to me like, oh my god, this disgusting ape. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I listen. I know that the goalies aren't that good, but I think they can get just enough out of them to be a noticeably better team than they were to start the year. That's the mustache is back. Oh yeah, Eve. Hey. Uh, I forget thought you'd be asleep by the time this started yeah it's november i had to go i had to go mustache um you know I, I went to see your family this weekend so i couldn't do it on saturday and look like an imbecile you know at the family gathering but now yeah, it's back <laughs> Fullen better than manning or mcdonald yeah i mean low bar but i'm really okay with falling Fullen considering the alternative yeah and that's my I don't want to see Mac ever again. Same. Um, anything short of being a one to three seed and not advancing past the first round should be considered a failure. And the players have said as much. Um, you know, it's tough um, to crack that one or two because it is Washington. You know, it it is Pittsburgh. Those are good established teams. But you finished, what, two points behind Pittsburgh last year, a couple of points behind uh, behind the Caps. Uh, it's not out of reach if you just play 
up to your expectations a few more times. Like, and that was my biggest issue at the start of the season. It's like, those are going to be the points that you finish, you know, in the third seed or in a wild card because of, instead of a, a one or a two seed. That's, that was my biggest issue. Like, I know you're going to pull it together, but you're, it's not about pulling it together. Bill is starting to look like Super Mario video game, not former Penguin. I love it. I think my hair is a little longer than Mario. I'm um young Freddie. I'm fat young Freddie Mercury, or um, I I get everything. I get every single thing. Um, the porn star, whatever the hell his name is, uh, who also may or may not sell ice cream at Flyers and Phillies games. Uh, <laughs> I I get so many. It's anyone who's ever had a mustache. They're just like, you're him. I'm like, okay, that's cool. <sighs> Misha should play on the third line, Dale to the fourth. I don't, I'm not. What did Vorobiev do after the first two games? Wheel has just been better than Vorobiev was. I'm not saying Vorobiev shouldn't get another look. I probably, if you're going to play, you know, if you're going to play. Uh, NAK four minutes. Uh, yeah, I would much rather just see Vorobiev on the fourth line wing than him. But I don't, I don't see Vorobiev having done anything to show me that he's better than Jordan Wheel at this point right now. Neuvert is allergic to ice. I think you've nailed it, Dave. I actually think we have a fucking an explanation. He's allergic to ice. That is the be- Dave. Honorary doctorate. You are you have earned an honorary doctorate from the school of Broad Street Hockey. Congratulations, David Brown. You figured it out. The Wells Fargo crowd need an early fight. Maybe that's it. Just dress Tyrell, tell him to go jump somebody in the first shift, and then that's that. Boom. Crowd is on your side, rest of the game. Bob and Panarin for Weiss and Laterra. Get it done, Ron. Is Hexy Joe McGrath? Uh, I, I don't know. He's not selling the skate sharpeners yet, so we'll see. Fun fact, my hometown WHL team moved to Moose Jaw. Outstanding. I cannot stand Elliot. Elliot is what he is. He's an average goalie. Some nights he gets lit up. Some, night he lo- some nights he looks like a number one. At the end of the year, his stats are average. That's who he is. Uh, if he gets hot, you can ride him for a month. If he looks bad, then every time they shoot, uh, you know, he goes down way early, and every time they shoot, it's over his shoulder. Uh, you know, it's that's Brian Elliott. He is what he is. Let's go with Pickard Lion all season. Elliot is garbage. I don't know that either of those two are good. I, I, they're just all guys who own pads. It's like men's league, man. When your goalie doesn't show up, it's like, well, who owns pads that we can call right now? That's, that's what it is. Limblom wearing the magic helmet. Hey, man, he earned it. He played a good game tonight. Um, you know, took to block the shot, came back, gets the empty netter. Just all around looked. He's a, he's a. I love that line. I can't say it enough. Can't say it enough. Brian Boyle, the only devil it is acceptable to like. It's really killing me that I like a lot of players on their team these days. Um, 
I didn't make a secret of that I preferred Nico Heischer going into the draft. Um, the Devils took him, and we got Nolan Patrick, and that's perfectly okay. It looks like Patrick's going to be a hell of a player. Um, I just I, there's something about Nico I liked. I just read read a lot about both of them, watched a lot about watched a lot of both of them, and preferred Nico. But it's not like I didn't want Nolan. Not that I didn't think he was going to be any good, and he's he's turning out really well. Um, you know, Will Butcher. I just really like. I just really like Will Butcher a lot. Um, they just have some guys I like. Keith Kincaid is a cool story. Uh, read up on Keith Kincaid if you ever get, you know, the inclination. He's got a cool story. Uh, bro, they sell gritty everything. Yeah, I feel you. Oh, my God, Abe. This is why I love you, because you're using my favorite wrestler in a gift to celebrate my mustache, which is just absolutely outstanding. If you think about it, we got two empty netters tonight. They earned the first one, though. They earned the first empty net goal, and a lot of it was Travis Sandheim. The dude touched the puck twice, made two good plays with it uh, to set up to set up the uh, the Couturier goal. I love Couturier winding up for the slap shot. Leave no doubt. And they have way too many of those uh, empty net opportunities. Um, I just don't make it. They don't get a good chance. Fucking buried the thing, and that's what he did tonight. I, oh, talking about the concert, I had quite a few beverages that night as well. It lubricated our decent pucks talk. It made me go back inside to purchase some merch where I got to meet him and chat with him for a bit and took some pics. Came out and the girl I was chilling with <laughs> left. Not my best trade, Pearl, poor general managing. Hey, man, if you got a record and got to meet Ezra, that's cool as hell. I took a, I took a shot with Ezra at the North Star Bar a couple of years ago, and it was like a highlight of my life. That's when I thought he was like a famous person because I'd only heard one song at that point. I only knew Take Off Your Sunglasses. No one else cares about what we're talking about right now, but we're 58 minutes in, so who gives a shit? I gave you plenty of stuff you talk about that you all the rest of you care about. I'm talking to Nick right now. Uh, but uh, I went to the concert at the North Star, and I thought, like, Take Off Your Sunglasses was a hit because I don't listen to the radio. My friends played it for me, and I was like, oh, man, this is a great song. Yeah, let's go see him live. This is awesome. And... uh like, I show up, and there's nine people there. It's like, oh, okay. And he just comes downstairs and walks up to the bar, and no one's saying anything. My buddy, who's a huge fan, just goes up to him. He's like, hey, man, you're you're the best. Let's let's take a shot. And we all took shots with him. That was cool. Jameson was the shot. Over-under, Noivy only plays 10 games max. I think that's about right. I'm going to take the over. I bet you it's like 13. Bill, I vote for a handlebar-style stash. I I don't have, like, a great um, – on. I don't – it doesn't really – like, right here and on both sides. It wouldn't be symmetrical. That would be the problem. Ron Jeremy, yes, that's who I was talking about. Couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't remember that. Fat Freddie Mercury was a great Halloween costume. Yeah, I just couldn't find the leather pants, man, you know. <laughs> not in my size. They don't... You know, those are... Apparently, leather pants are not for people who are, like, 40 pounds overweight. <laughs> are we sure Bill isn't related to Ron Jeremy? I gotta do that 43 and Me thing, or whatever the hell it is. Everyone keeps telling me I'm a different, like... Uh, everyone keeps telling me I'm different than what I say I am. Like I'm German and Irish. They're like, no, you're Greek. You're all you're Italian. And I'm like, I, I, just, I don't know, man. I've always been told I'm German and Irish. I have no idea. 
Elliot and Noivy are both uh, in the final years of their contract, right? Yes. Uh, yes, they certainly are. So, Not a popular opinion, I know, but we just don't have one goalie we can call a starter. It's like all backups with good nights here and there. I mean, I think that's pretty much the consensus. I said almost the exact same thing earlier. I would love to see you do wrestling reviews, Bill. Wrestling is something I like to just do as a fan. Um, but uh, maybe there'll be a wrestling podcast in the near future. You never know. Uh, you know, you'll you'll see it on Twitter if I uh, if I start a wrestling podcast, maybe. But it's kind of just my get to be left alone thing. I know. Seeing any concert at North Star is Philly cred for sure. It killed me when they closed that place, man. I was bummed. I know I'm Jersey. Yeah, that's me, man. New Jersey proud. Absolutely. Who wins the war games? I'm really behind on NXT. I'm like two weeks behind, so I gotta catch up on that. All right, guys. Now that we've uh now that we've devolved into wrestling and uh uh, concerts no one's ever been to talk. I think that we can wrap it up right now. Yeah, we're over an hour, so we can wrap it up right now. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for joining me on this Monday night. Uh, we will be recording tomorrow. We will be co recording BSH Radio tomorrow uh, earlier, so you'll have a chance to listen to it before you go to bed maybe. Um, I'll be back for the game on Thursday right here doing the post game. That's it. Uh, my name's Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.